we're live. Hi, Lo. Hi, Lo. <laughs> How are you? What's popping? Um, I'm I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Um, Do you have any plans for this weekend? No. Besides everything. Besides sitting at home. No, I don't. I never have plans anymore. No, I know. I think it's also funny. I was, I don't know who I was talking about this with, but it's funny how like we all still ask like those questions of like, oh, do you have anything planned for the weekend? <laughs> yeah. But there's also like some truth to it sometimes, too, because like yeah. sometimes I have like a virtual concert to, to attend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad to say that. Oh, I'm so uh, sad. Remember when we used to go to concerts? I do remember. I was like thinking about what to get Blake for Christmas and like, Concert tickets are usually like a go-to yeah, for me yeah. and him, and I can't get him concert tickets. So, yeah, it's really yeah, sad. sad. I think <laughs> I think I think the word you're looking for is sad. Also, I miss you so much. I miss you too. I haven't seen you in person in a long uh, time. Ten months. Oh no, I've actually seen come, you. And wait, is you should come over to the backyard, like maybe because it's like not yeah, that down. cold. So like maybe just like come stop by Bundle for a second. Up. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's not that cold. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> the weather has been very nice. We're, we're trying to give you, you all some better content than just talk about the weather. Not that we do it all the time. I just don't think we talk about the weather that much. I feel like we're always like, yeah, it's like pretty cold. It's not too hot. <laughs> but I used to just say, I'm like, I listen to these episodes, like, I listen to these episodes, like, hundreds of times when I'm editing. So... What Someone just rang my bell. Oh. I'm just going to let it go and see if... Is it a pack? I'm not expecting a package. Hopefully I don't get taken during this podcast. <laughs> during this recording. <laughs> I'm just like sitting watching you get taken on Zoom. Oh my God. Scary. Mm, scary. It's um, like anyway, the movie taken where she's on the phone. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was just going to conclude my sentiment of missing you a lot and wanting to hang <laughs> out, but not being able to. So. I know. It's sad. I haven't hugged you in... 10 months. <clears throat> Almost a year without a hug. That's actually without so a hug. I know. I haven't hugged anyone. As well, no. It, I mean. We really are like reaching a year. It, it's really weird, right? Like it's really, we're, we're, we're rounding that year corner. It's crazy. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, how yeah. are you? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. Ahsoka and I have been laying down some boundaries. So my energy's back up. I've been sleeping better again. I have time to record the show without like being stressed out now. So it's exciting. Like now she goes in her crate in the bedroom, door shut, quiet. She's, you know, she sleeps for an hour, like two hours, three hours. Um, so that's good because I also felt bad. Like I was like low energy on mm. two, like when we, when I first got Ahsoka, there were, there were two episodes out there that were just kind of, I was just kind of like, <sighs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just sleepy, but so I I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, and I'm ready to crack. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this episode because a, I like the theater, and b, the bonus content I have created for this episode is probably my favorite that we've ever done. So just know that the I am setting the highest expectations, and I I believe that this episode will meet those expectations. I think Best it's a good so episode. Far. Yeah. Um, it, today we're doing the St. James Theater, which is in New Zealand. This is our first New Zealand theater. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into the history of the St. James Theater. It's super, super short. Like, probably one of the shortest histories I'm going to give in this show. But mm-hmm. it, the rest is great. And the history is great. It's just, like, so it was so straightforward. Like, doing the research for this, I'm like, okay, so it's just... This is it. So (laughs) basically, the St. James Theater is located in the heart of Wellington, New Zealand, and opened in 1912. The theater was originally built as a vaudeville house, big surprise there, on the grounds of an old church, and was actually one of the biggest theaters in Australasia when it was built. The theater also played some silent films and eventually started playing talkies as well. Why are you making that face? Australasia. (laughs) Australasia. Do you know what that is? It's like all of like Australia and New Zealand. I hadn't either, and I learned this, but Australasia includes New Zealand, Australia, mm-hmm. and, like, neighboring islands. You call all of that Australasia. Mm. Isn't that kind of cool? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, however, the theater fell into disrepair and was practically shut down. I think this happened because the building wasn't kept in good shape, and there were newer venues popping up in the area, and they were competing with the St. James. Plus, there were many ghost stories that were swirling around the theater at this time, which probably didn't help, like, people wanting to go to it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think I don't think people were as like into ghosts 
until now he, like until like the nineties and, and nineties <laughs> and on. Why do you say nineties? I, I just feel like I just feel like I feel like before I'm that not saying, horror movies and stuff <clears throat> were starting to get made. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that there was interest, general interest, but like I feel like like in the nineties, like like once like ghost like paranormal investigation like shows started being televised mm-hmm. and like you could start going on them and you can start going to like haunted like places and like and sort of like dark tourism started sort of picking up. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just yeah, like I know the, what you it mean. got like, into more like the like, zeitgeist a little bit more. Or or at least more like audience participation. <laughs> with, yeah, yeah. You know, like you can go to sites and you can like go on tours and you can go yeah. stay at haunted hotels. Yeah, like I feel like it's just like more, there's more interest in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't live through anything before the 90s. So I don't, yeah, right. Cannot confirm or deny, but that's the vibe. So the theater was left abandoned for about a decade or so until it was almost demolished. But thanks to those who fought for the building's restoration and preservation, that didn't happen. The St. James reopened in 1997, and nowadays the theater is home to the New Zealand Ballet and serves as more of a venue type of building, showing films, concerts, plays, musicals, dinner parties, all of it. Um, If anyone is looking to visit the theater, however, they won't be able to do so until at least 2021 because it's currently going through some strengthening and refurbishment. So that's it. Like the most streamlined history. But uh, when was it built? 1912 on the church Mm -hmm. on the grounds of an old church. Which we also right, we course. always kind of run into too, where it's like yeah. the the secular, the reli- the sacred and the secular. Wait, so you can go and wa- like t- eat dinner? Is it like dinner theater, or is there just no, a restaurant? No, it's like it's like events will rent out the space, and like oh. it's like it's like it's like if if Chapman University wanted to do like American Celebration like fundraiser there, they would like rent it out, yeah, put out tables, you know, Got people it. would eat so and watch the show. So now, do they? It's just a venue. They don't do original. It's not a theater company that no, is in this no. space. Okay, got it. Right. But the New Zealand Ballet is resident there. Like they're like the resident ballet company. Okay, okay. And they're like, okay. A, they're like I think, one of the premier ballet companies in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so now we're getting the hauntings. Okay. Because Haunt me, baby. <laughs> okay, so there have been 20 sightings of separate entities at the St. James from multiple different people over the past 30 or so years. 20? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Some of the general hauntings include seats being, okay, this is also like the most violent language and is actually kind of like really scary when you think about it. Um, it's like we've ran into it before, but it says like some of the general hauntings include the seats being slammed open and closed on their own and lights turning on and off by themselves. Isn't it just like a freaky thing? Like yeah. just to like picture them like Slam. going like slamming open and closed. In 2000, a theater manager reported hearing a strange hammering sound one night. And after searching for the source and returning to his office, he found his computer was turned around 180 degrees, which Whoa. is like fucked up because that's like a double scare. Cause like you're like working in your office and then you like hear a scary sound and you go investigate the scary sound. Realize that, you can't find like what that was, which is scary. And then you go have to walk all the way back to your office, which is you're scared still because you didn't figure it out. And then your computer's turned around. Yeah. No, that's, that's like a, just a whole series of events that does not sound appealing. No, double whammy. So for more specific accounts of ghost hauntings at the St. James, we first have a ghost choir. Um, and cute. cute, very sad, spooky and cute all together. Get ready. Okay. People report hearing disembodied choir voices and music singing singing throughout the St. James. These voices are thought to originate from a boys' choir that performed at the theater during World War II. Their performance at the St. James was their last before sailing off on a tour, but their ship tragically never arrived at its destination and none of them were ever heard from again. Oh my gosh. Wait, so, so they, they just died in a... There and sing ship crash and or whatever ship crash <laughs> ship wreck and yeah. um and then haunt the theater that they were supposed yeah. to perform at I, no it they it oh on was, the way back their their last performance took place at the theater they went on their ship and then they were never to seen leave again. okay got you got you i thought they yeah, were going yeah, yeah. there i was like why would they no, 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 <laughs> they were just really excited <laughs> to get to this <laughs> like, theater <laughs> no it's sad Lena. don't no, I know. Uh, i'm sorry don't i'm sorry jokes. now i understand it's very sad <laughs> 
I listened to the first our first episode of Ghostlight. We kind of like go in on the jokes when we're talking about like the whole theater burning down and like so many people dying. Oh, I remember. I almost was like, I like didn't <laughs> like our first episode because I felt like we were like being like disrespectful to like. I know. The, it's I a know, fine line. The fire. This isn't easy. What we're doing is not easy. It's not. It's a fine line. Um, we're okay, great. So let's move on, right? So the boy choir, they're singing, they're they're piping their poops. Yeah. I mean, <gasps> hated that. I meant to say they were like, they're like, something about their singing pipes, I suppose. I don't really know where I was going with it. But the next specific ghost haunting the St. James is the ghost of Yuri, the Russian ballet dancer. Yuri, Yuri was a, Yuri. Um, Brendan Yuri. Cute. My I love. I want to go to a concert. I want to go. Me too. Me too. Also, Lena and Chase Trivia, we both stand, um, stand. I almost said the 1975, but we do, and we know we all know that. Yeah. But Panic at the Disco, like, stand. we stand them as hard as we did, if not harder, yeah, harder. than we did in middle school. Maybe not harder, but definitely but it never. Ju- at least the same. At least the same. <laughs> I just haven't cooled off on that yeah. train. Never and cooled Lena off. And I, um, the, the weekend, the weekend before Lena moved out to Chicago from LA, like we, Lena moved here. A few weeks before I did, and we were roommates. Roommates when we first moved, and we were roommates when we first moved here. And basically, we saw them in LA before we moved, and then once we got here, they came back around and came to Chicago, and we yeah, saw them same in Chicago. Tour. <laughs> yeah, same tour. Literally the same exact show. Uh, so that was very fun. Okay. So Yuri was a part of the ballet troupe that performed at the St. James in the 1930s, a troupe that stopped performing as soon as Yuri fell to his death from the flies above the stage, which was about a 50-foot fall. Whoa. Have you been on Splash Mountain at Disneyland or Disney World? Yeah, Disneyland. That's about a 50-foot fall. So imagine just like falling down Splash Mountain with no boat and no water. Oh my gosh. Some speculate that Yuri simply fell by accident. Some believe that Yuri was pushed by another dancer and some drama yeah Yeah. and others believe yuri jumped to his death after reportedly discovering his girlfriend was cheating on him with one of the theater's electricians my god yuri after yuri's death weird shit started to happen folks in the theater started reporting cigarettes floating around (gasps) mid-air doors flying open on their own and the sound of footsteps whoa the cigarettes i love i love that I love that. I would honestly, I was thinking about this. I don't really know where you, a ghost would get the cigarette or if it was like a phantom cigarette. Either way, no, I would literally. Ghosts have props. We've talked about this. Right. No. Right. But that it would be a ghost cigarette, right? It would be a, a yeah, the apparition then, well, of a cigarette. I guess we haven't really delved into are the props real? <laughs> are they or practical are they props? Ghostly props? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I if I worked at this theater, bitch, I would literally leave a pack of cigarettes backstage in yeah. hopes that he picked up one of those. I bet it is that. I bet it's just like them picking up things like around. Right? It has right? to be. But There's then no who way. but then who 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 has cigarettes in a theater? Well, when was this? Everyone smoked. Yeah, but well, I mean, until, he died until in the very 30s. recently. He died in the 30s, so you're yeah. right. It could it could very well, like, that story could have originated from earlier, like, when people would have been smoking backstage. Anyway, well, that is yeah. interesting about, like, same with, like, um, I don't know, we've had, like, stories of, like, kids with toy toy trucks. Or, yes, like, I um, need answers. Yeah. Whatever, you know, it's interesting. Because it's, like, again, Or the no pill bottle. A, there was, like, a yeah. olive. Some, some ghost had, like, a, a pill bottle. <laughs> right, right. But I would want to, like, like, yeah, I want to, like, hold it. Oh well, yeah, and then again, like it. who's where did the where did the ghost kid get a fucking toy truck in the in the, the house? In the Maybe house if you the die with an object, you have it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the reasons why people specify that Yuri's girlfriend cheating cheated on him with an electrician is to explain the electrical problems so much of the tech has in the theater. It is believed that Yuri messes with people's tech, sort of ironically, due to the home wrecking electrician. So. Oh. <laughs> That's why they say the person that, you know, the home wrecker was an electrician. Right. So that's why he messes all the tech. That's funny. Um, Jim Arn, one of the projectionists at the St. James, said that he actually saw the ghost of Yuri in 1977. Recounting his experience, Jim is quoted as saying, quote, I was pulling aside the masking for the cinemascope screen. It was freezing, though it was a hot day. I had heard stories about Yuri. I saw this tall, thin man in a black suit, aged about 30. He was walking straight towards me. I said, hello, Yuri. 
he vanished. I didn't tell anybody at first in case they thought I had gone mad. Pretty cool. Whoa. Wait, he said his name? Yeah, he said, hello, Yuri, and then the apparition disappeared. I wonder if that's a thing. Saying I know. The, uh, the name because you know how like that's a th- like in some stories like that's part mm-hmm. of getting rid of some kind of spirit or ghost. Yeah. Is, like, it reminds me name. of it reminds me of the Conjuring two. I haven't seen. Have it. you seen that? Bitch, have you seen the Conjuring movies? Any of them? I don't. Are they the same as Annabelle? Is it like the same franchise? Same franchise, yeah. Because I've seen the the latest Annabelle that I Annabelle, saw with you that seen, was like really yeah. bad. Annabelle comes home. Yeah. I mean that is like. <laughs> It's like a bad it's episode of Scooby-Doo. That was really disappointing. <laughs> no, I've but seen. the Conjuring movies are amazing. And then like Ed and Lorraine Warren go to London for a demonic possession in the second one. Spoiler alert. Uh, basically, she's like yelling at the demon like towards the end and she learns the demon's name. And her name is, oh my God, actually, this is really funny. Her name is Valak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's something like that. It sounds like Valak. And like in the final scene, she's like screaming as this like kids getting lifted up. There's shit f- being flown around the air, like, you know, the room, everything like that. And she's like screaming and she's like, I know your name. You are Valak. You are Valak. And then finally, like everything settles down. But what's so funny about that scene is it sounds like she's screaming, you are valid. Oh, <laughs> Like anytime Blake and I are like talking about like something that we're feeling, we're like, you are valid. You are valid. (laughs) To validate each other's feelings. That's funny. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I love that. It just reminds me of acting class when like things like (laughs) acting class, like if like a student's like having like a very emotional experience, like talking about like a time they never were validated and like everything's going like crazy and they're like really like agitated. And then like the teacher's like, you are valid. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It is very uh, acting classy. Um, the ghost name thing, like naming the ghost, reminds me of Next to Normal. <laughs> yes. Which is, yes. for those who don't know, which is a musical. Because I realized that we talk about like theater and like shows and stuff, but with yeah. like no context for people who don't yeah. know theater. So yeah. I'm trying to be better at that. Yeah. So this is a musical <laughs> <laughs> called Next to Normal. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to spoil it because actually that is like a huge spoiler. It's like the spoiler. Yeah. So we won't explain that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I won't explain too much, but at least you know it's a musical. <laughs> yeah. You know it's a musical. That's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah see, again, here's we go. Back to the fine line. It's a fine line by Harry Styles. We have to balance <laughs> like informing our audience about what we're talking about, but not like being like redundant for like you know trying to explain you know explaining next to normal to a theater kid or a theater person like they're gonna be like i don't need you to explain yeah I know right, it. even right, if it's boring exactly. don't explain it but then yeah. someone who doesn't there we go fine line yeah. but we are a show for the world <laughs> we're a show for the people for the of people. the people by the people of for the people yeah precisely <laughs> john blake was the saint james's theater manager from 1972 to 1977 and shares this on the ghost of yuri when i started there blake says I heard the ghost stories, and I admit I was a bit scared. I used to tell myself they were just rubbish, but after a while, I got used to Yuri and his habits, like tugging the curtains back, throwing a row of seats down, pulling light bulbs out. One trick of his was to sit till I'd turn all the house lights out at night, and I was over the road getting into my car, then he'd turn all the lights on again. The whole place would be ablaze, and of course, I would have to go back and turn everything off again. That was his sense of humor. Um, uh, That would be so annoying it would would be be like yeah it would like start out horrifying but then i'd be like fucking pissed i would be so mad at At the end of your day like time period yeah i would be over it no totally you're like like, at the end of your day you're like walking in your car and you're finally and like not only not only did you turn off every light in the building you also locked every fucking door and now you're finally getting your car and then they all just go go right back on that is kind of funny it's a good prank it is a good prank he should get um smart smart sockets so you can just go on his phone not oh. sponsored but they're amazing i have it on my my fake christmas tree right now and so you can turn everything on and off from whatever you plug into these smart sockets you just turn on and off from your phone Wait. or set a timer from your phone so you can do any light literally <gasps> anything that plugs in it, you okay. can turn it on you oh, can literally tr- you can start your coffee bitch you can literally like turn on the coffee machine like you oh can do God. anything with this thing it's amazing and they're like nine dollars um okay thank you i'm buying this Stocking stuffers. Yeah, right after. So Yuri is also a really cool guy, according to John Blake's other Yuri story. He says, quote, one of the projectionists was walking backstage one night and a force pushed him back. And when he'd recovered from that, he looked down and he saw he was about to fall off the edge of the stage 
into the orchestra pit, which was a long ass drop. And Yuri had saved him from that. Nice. Well, yeah. Yuri sounds like a nice little like just like rascal. He sounds. Yeah, exactly. A rapscallion. This is the best one, though. This is my favorite story. That same. So the same projectionists tells a similar story of him being on the stage with his infant son when all of a sudden he heard a beam collapse above him and according to the projectionist he was pushed back by an unseen force and his son was carried through the air for about three meters which is almost 10 feet so he heard this crashing sound he was put he was pushed back and his son he watched his son like invisibly be carried 10 feet away from him out of harm's way whoa wait but why did he let go of his baby (laughs) I don't know. That's a Why good question. Why didn't they just both get pushed? I mean, the way I look, the way I thought about it, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. But I think maybe, maybe he got pushed, and maybe he like let go of his baby. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You know, like if someone just like pushed me out of the like pushed me out of nowhere, like I mean, yeah, maybe he dro- dropped the baby. Yeah, maybe he <laughs> dropped his baby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't at least know. Yuri was there. But regardless, it's fucking cool. No, it's, it's so like, literally it cool. like this guy like gets pushed out of the harm's way and is and somehow the baby and him are separated. But he got to watch his baby get carried and like gently mm. dropped to the ground 10 feet away out of harm's way. Cute. I love that. That's a cool story. That is cool. We love Yuri. That's really cool. Um, And then the final phantom of this theater, the St. James, um, is the Wailing Woman, a.k.a. the Woman in Red. The story goes that a local actress looking to revive her career performed at the St. James in the 1940s, and after getting booed off stage, she took her own life either in the upstairs dressing rooms or of the theater or at her home. Whoa. Today, you can... Yeah, it's very... Really, like, a sad story. Why did so she what? get booed off stage? I guess because she was bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is bad. so rude. Yeah. Yeah. But it... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. In the 40s, I guess... Yeah. I can, All I can I'm saying see. is I've seen plenty of bad actors and I've never booed anyone. Yeah, but we're also <laughs> living in like the age where like you have to be like like the audience is like there's, yeah, there's so like much etiquette. restriction. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much etiquette and restriction in the audience, so. Which we would like to change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I still I still retain my vision of wanting to like rent out a warehouse and give everyone like a bucket of tomatoes and like and like gross like food and stuff like that and encourage everyone in the audience to throw shit when they don't like what they're seeing or when it feels unnatural you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no yeah i do and so like at the end of the night the actors can look down and the theater makers can look down and be like oh like we have a cleaner we have a cleaner space tonight which means people threw less things because we we did a better job it'd be stressful but then also like it'd be so cool to have from an audience (laughs) <laughs> but, but it they would, be would cool know also to help yeah and it would be cool to like promote audiences to like loosen up a little bit too that's half the reason people don't like freaking going to theater anymore is because it's literally not fun to go to it's literally not fun comparatively to go watch theater than it was back in the day because there are so many rules you have to follow when you go to a theater yeah it's bullshit it's um like one of the major things like theater losing its accessibility. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is really absolutely. Sad. Yeah. Oh, anyway, okay. So, end rant. But basically, today at the theater at the St. James, you can reportedly hear disembodied sobbing in the area of where those dressing rooms used to be. And during one paranormal investigation of the theater, the team brought in police dogs. And when they went to investigate around the area of those dressing rooms, the dogs wouldn't go in. Mm. Animals know. Animals know. Oh my God. Oh my God. Speaking of animals know. We're going to talk about my dog again. We're either talking about (laughs) Lena's cat or my dog. But she like, she like, she like will like kind of growl at the hallway sometimes. Cause I think like, I think just cause like the way like the shadows are at night or something, or she's like just waking up from a nap and she hears like the floor creak or something. She just kind of gets a little weirded out cause she's still like a puppy, but, but not going to lie. Like there are times where I'm like, fuck, does she see something that I don't see? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The spirit. Little kids. Little kids do that yes oh yeah you oh know? my god also my dog like as as a kid not as a kid but like as a young adult my dog would like stop and stare in the kitchen like at like random spots and mm-hmm. just stop and stare and then my medium told me that my grandpa likes to hang out in the kitchen who was passed on wow. so it's very cool it's kind of actually really cool because like now every time like bowie our dog like stops and like looks at something in the kitchen and gets like really curious at something he's looking at i'm like literally like i think grandpa's here oh that's kind of cool so the Wailing Woman, a.k.a. the Woman in Red, uh-huh. 
is also blamed for many strange happenings surrounding lead actresses that perform at the St. James. Mm. Um, Many of the lead actresses have sprained their ankles. One fell from a ladder and one lost her voice halfway through a rock opera she was performing in. So some people think that it's like she's like a vengeful spirit messing up actresses that are performing at the St. James. Mm -hmm. Dang. Jealous much? Jealous much? (laughs) Um, John Blake, the theater manager I mentioned earlier, also shared a story of a cashier who was sitting in the ticket box one day by herself. According to the story, a woman came into the building, walked right past the cashier, and into the theater. When the cashier chased after her, there was no one to be found, which I love the visuals of that. Yeah. Like you're like working in the ticket booth and like someone's like just like walking through and you're like, excuse me, do you want to buy a ticket? Do you want to buy a ticket? And they just keep walking. You run and chase after them. There's no one there. Yeah. That's insane. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I like was alone and something like that happened. You know what I mean? That's just so, it is freaky. If I think about you in that situation, because I have visited you when you worked at ticket booths and I'm picturing you like at (laughs) South coast rep, like in the ticket booth. And, like, you would probably call your manager or, like, talk to your manager or something. And then if you, like, went in to look for them and they, like, weren't there, I feel like you would be very practical about it. I actually don't even think you'd get very scared. No, I, I think I would get scared, but I'm I am I'm pretty good at not freaking out, I think. Yeah, totally. But mm-hmm. I could also see you, like, taking a sick day the next day just because you, like, <laughs> want to get some space and process. <laughs> yeah, like, I freak out after. Yes. But I keep yes. my head. <laughs> In the moment. Yes. (laughs) Or I try to. Okay, this is also like an awesome story. This is the last one. But um, this is about the same woman in red. So there's the story of a different manager who went to check out the theater's basement due to some flooding the theater was experiencing. Apparently her and a custodian that was with her both witnessed a woman in a red dress walking along the flooded corridor and turning into one of the downstairs rooms. And the water was several meters deep. So why would that have been anyone but a ghost? Do you know what I mean? Like who's just like wearing a red dress and like wading through water? Maybe they're filming a music video. Yeah. Sounds like a Shakira music video. Unbeknownst (laughs) to anyone else. Beknownst? Unbeknown? Beknownst. Is that a... Unbeknownst, yeah. That sounds so weird to me right Look now. Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst. Oh, no, that's unbeknown. 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 Yeah, I think... Yeah. No, Is it not okay. known? Listen, 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 listen. Oh. I think it's both. Oh, okay. <laughs> unbeknownst is an archaic an archaic word as it is benown. The meaning of, of benown is known. <laughs> the word that is used in modern English is benown or unbeknownst. What? Oh, unbeknownst. That's what unbeknownced. it is. Unbeknownst. That's it's what we benown. just said. Oh, I said uh, unbeknownst. <laughs> I think I said unbeknownst. Yeah, oh. Unbeknownst. Yeah, unbeknownst. Unbeknownst to me, there was a whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think okay, it's unbeknownst. Wig. Okay, great. Well, unbeknownst is in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Okay, cool. Do you remember being a kid, bitch, and mm-hmm. and looking things up in a dictionary? <laughs> yeah, I do. Do you remember looking things up in a dictionary? Things up? Oh, in like a physical dictionary? Literally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I in that school. was so weird. I totally forgot that happened. Like, I literally remember being like in like second grade, like not knowing what a word meant. And the, t- the teacher would be like, oh, go look it up in the yeah. classroom dictionary. And I'd be yeah. like, okay. That's yeah. crazy. Kids like these days can just Google it. Yeah, I know. It's cr- Do you I think know. they still use dictionaries? Because I was just no. looking at it because it's just weird to me that like Miriam, Miriam, I was like, I was like, you know, MiriamWebster.com. And I'm like, wow, I remember when there's a Merriam-Webster book. Yeah, I think I, I bet they still this. use it when. Oh, sorry. What? No, go ahead. I bet they still use it. Um, Use them if they don't have like laptops and stuff in a school. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just so hard to think, don't you? Do, do, shouldn't every uh, shouldn't every classroom have like a, a classroom computer or something for something like that? Well, yeah, but. Well, I know, not every class, not mm-hmm. class. Yeah, right, right, right. But I don't know, it's just interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, that's random. Okay, so that was it. That was the St. James. I'm not rushing to get to the end here, but I'm very excited about this bonus content. Okay. So let's wrap it up on St. James. <laughs> You're like, let's Keep get it, it done. Yeah. What I love about this theater is that I like that it's really just kind of like, okay, whoa. I just went full fan fiction in my brain. But like after like reading this with you, I'm kind of like, kind of picturing a little like family vibe to the the St. James because it's like we got the ghost of Yuri who's like broken hearted smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. ghost 
Then we have the woman in red, also kind of sad, very mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's doing it. And then we have the ghost choir. So in my opinion, I do like to believe that maybe they're like a little cute operating family, like sort of like adopted found family. Yeah. And like Yuri and the woman in red, like, you know, Taking so many years in eternity. Yeah, it's kind of cute. Cute. Yeah, I, I do like, like that. To, yeah. But the woman is kind of a bee. Yeah, but maybe she's and Yuri's like not. Yeah, but Mary, maybe maybe she will. They balance each other out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, they yeah. got the light. They got yeah. the dark. <laughs> I also right. wait. Final thing. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, there's we, this is our second woman in red. I think. Yes, right? it is our second woman in red. So yeah. we got we've talked about women in white a lot, and we even had a bonus content about women in woman in white like apparition like the idea mm-hmm. of that and like you know that idea through history but I, there's mm-hmm. also a woman in red thing yeah i think yeah i'm also it's like, maybe not also, as you know widely talked about or something but i feel like that's yeah. a common apparition no for sure for sure i always and like there's also the woman in black true 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 true, true. Where i she? guess it's just women <laughs> it's women in color <laughs> <laughs> For one, not only women in color, they all have like yeah. <laughs> like a, a variety act show. It's like you got the women in white, the woman in red, the woman in black. <laughs> okay, are you ready? This week's bonus section, I have deemed an apparition appetizer. Uh, kind of a uh, Remy that. the Ratatouille chef sort of I, title here. I have been craving <laughs> Ratatouille, the movie, not like the food oh, bitch. like i've been wanting to watch it so bad lately literally let's know, watch like, it on disney let's do watch the disney watch party and watch it together absolutely i fucking so good. love ratatouille it's so funny and cute so so much it's so good and it's like so heartwarming and it's just like it's just like one of the most playful movies this that studio's ever put out mm-hmm. like it's one of the best pixar movies there is i agree yeah no it's it really so is good. so good mm-hmm. and it, it's really also aged like a fine Parisian wine because I feel Remy. like it's just gotten more and more like highly recognized and adored. I know, and then there's that that like music. People are writing like fake oh, a, a TikTok fake, musical, fake yeah. musicals songs yeah. about it. Oh, I found like a mashup of like literally like someone put all the like put all these songs together and like uploaded Ratatouille the musical Act One in one YouTube video, and it had like all the songs. Oh my gosh! Like a whole like a have you heard track list? Have you heard, like, <laughs> have you heard this song? Have you heard this song between like the the girl chef and the guy chef? I don't think so. Like the woman, like I think her name is like Colette or something. Yeah, Colette. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, and like I she's like it. singing, and she's like, "It's I have to send it to you. It's literally incredible. Like it, if I would listen to that song all the time, if it was if there's like a Broadway recording, yeah. I mean, or any recording, this guy like wrote it, and it's so good, and it's like kind of like Tango Maureen ish, but like they're in the <laughs> kitchen, and she's like, "You have to be serious when you cook. You have to be serious when you cook." And he's like learning how to cook, but he's like stumbling around. It's like very like Tango Maureen vibe. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Okay. Um, so for the apparition appetizer, we are covering the Phantom of the Opera, or as Lena might call it, Le Phantom de l'Opera. Oh yeah. <laughs> Le Phantom. <laughs> Le Phantom yeah, go on, de l'Opera. Go on. <laughs> okay. So I don't think I've, okay. Like I said, I've never been more excited for one of our bonus contents, um, because today for the bonus content, we are going to play a game, a game that I call fact fiction or phantom and it's on the topic of the phantom of the opera otherwise known as le phantom de l'opera thank you <laughs> okay, um so for those who maybe aren't aware um phantom of the opera was originally a novel written by french writer gaston Leroux. Leroux. Um, and the story of the phantom of the opera is partially inspired by actual real life events surrounding the paris opera and of course the Palais Garnier during the 19th century. And I never realized just how many rumors there were around the opera house. And like, Lena, it feeds me in a way that no other urban legend or like anything can feed me. Cause it's like filling a very specific void for like high school theater kid Chase right now. Because yeah, you like when- love Literally? the fan of the opera. For for our listeners, Chase loves. <laughs> in it absolutely I like as like a high schooler, I knew like every single word to the entire opera. Like it was everything to me. And like I remember in it was during the SATs. Yeah, I, t- I had just taken an SAT, and on that day they had just released on DVD the twentieth the twenty fifth uh, anniversary Royal, Royal Albert Hall concert edition with Ramin and Sierra, mm-hmm. Ramin Carmelo and Sierra Bagas, and basically. My dad and I went to Costco right after the SAT, 
We drove to Costco. We bought the DVD. I came home. I watched the entire show. I took a nap. And then my best friend came over. I just like, it's like such a weird like vignette of a memory from like my high school days. But like, I've watched that DVD so many times. Like when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, bitch, you know, I popped that in right away. As soon as I got <laughs> home, that's what I was watching. Um, so anyway, it's just yeah. like my favorite thing in the world. Anyway, so I'm really excited. So to talk about some of the rumors before we get into the game that some people still believe to be true regarding like the story and its muse um, include one, a Paris opera production using a former ballet pupil's skeleton as a part of its set dressing. So that's like one of the rumors around the, like the Paris opera Two, one of the opera house's architects whose name was Eric, which is the phantom's name in the original book. So in the original story of the Phantom of the Opera, the phantom's name is Eric. And, <laughs> it's such a like, um, pedestrian name for the Phantom of the Opera. I know, but it's spelled with a K. Okay, Okay. well then, never mind. <laughs> it, takes, it kind of de- de-peds it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does a little. Um, so one of the opera house's architects, whose name was Eric, reportedly asked to live in the foundations of the structure of the Paris Opera House and was later never seen again, which mm. makes you think. Because, you know, we had the phantom living in the foundations in the basement, you know, of the of the opera house. So it's kind of interesting. And that's like one of the rumors that surrounds everything still to this day. Well, that makes sense um, that it's based on something like real. Yeah. But what I love is that like it's such a gray area. Like no one really knows. Like, I mean, there's, some of them are like clearly not real and some of them are clearly very real. And there's like a lot of sort of gray area, which I love because yeah. it just makes the fan of the opera that much like more rich. And the final rumor is in Leroux's original version of The Phantom, he mentions that the opera house buried some of its early... So in the book, he re- he mentioned that the opera house buried some of its earliest recordings and while burying those recordings, workers found a corpse. So that's that was in the story, right? But it turns out he was right about at least half of that because in 1907, 24 phonographic recordings were sealed and hidden in the vaults of the opera house and remained unopened for a hundred years. Wow. In the so vault. Like, so it was like their just way of like keeping records of the Yeah, and thing? they okay. and yes. And they and they like they they literally like they sealed them off and like they didn't they didn't unearth them or open them or play them or listen to them for a hundred years later. Wow. So it's like so he was like right about half of that. And like so the the validity of the corpse section of that, like if they found a corpse is still up for debate. Um some of those who believe that a corpse was found say that it was the corpse the corpse of the phantom mm-hmm. bitch the phantom of the opera i don't know i can see that being real like in ter- just like someone them finding a body like of some or, right. or just that, that someone was living underneath you know right. in the basement of an opera house is like super plausible right. to me right so in the end the legend goes that Leroux gave a deathbed confession in 1927 claiming that what he had written about the phantom was all absolutely true. So on his deathbed this man like told people while he was dying that like li- like everything I wrote about in the Phantom of the Opera was true. Whoa. Well, how does he how did he find how does he know this stuff? How did he find out? Um, I think he was like, I think he spent like a lot of time like interviewing a lot of people. Like if you mm. read the story, the book itself, like it's like kind of like, it's kind of written in the, in, uh, in a, in like an investigative journal sort of way where he's like, oh. you know, between all of these, like, you know, between like what was like unearthed in the vaults of the opera house and like interviews with this person, this person, this person, and like, you know, all these people, like, this is like, this is the story that they've like kind of like presented as to like what happened again everyone took it as fiction but on his deathbed bitch he said that it was all real and i'm just saying if you're gonna pull some shit like that before you die you either don't care about what's gonna happen to you after you die or it's real how do you lie on your deathbed Wait, who's gonna lie on their deathbed do you know what I mean like who's gonna like literally just like make some shit up yeah <laughs> who's yeah. Who, like when faced with your own mortality are you gonna like be like uh i'm gonna tell like a really big lie that's gonna confuse a lot of people and then like die do you want to lie before you die? No. You want to be <laughs> Do you honest. You want to lie to before you die. <laughs> um, you know, you're right. I I can but I just don't know his character. I can't speak to his character. Fair. 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 <laughs> um Okay, great. Would so, I lie on my deathbed? Perhaps. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's I mean, he he also like wrote a bunch of other shit and like why he, he like Yeah, why would he talk about just that one? I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. 
So in the spirit of all this fact fiction and phantom, I created this true or false game for us to explore some of the historically proven sources of sources of inspiration for the book and the musical. So Lena, I'll give you an element of the Phantom of the Opera's story and you tell me if it's fact or fiction. And if you believe that there's some truth to the element that I'm telling you, um, or like that the answer has some gray areas, then you say phantom. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Play along at home. Okay. Okay, number one. The famous chandelier crash at the end of the musical's first act is based off of a real-life chandelier crash at the Palais Garnier. Is that fact, phantom, or fiction? Um, Fact, fiction, or phantom? Fact. You think it's true? Yeah. The answer is phantom, because it's kind of true, kind of false. Mm. So... Also, what I didn't realize about this game when I was like writing it is like I kind of whenever the answer is phantom, you're right. You get a point because um, because (laughs) if it's fact, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, winner, winner, but also it's phantom. But also loser, loser. But winner, loser, loser, winner. In 1896, 21 years after the opening of the Palais Garnier, a counterweight used to hold up one of its chandeliers fell and tragically killed someone. So it wasn't a whole chandelier that fell, but it undoubtedly provided inspiration for Leroux. Hmm. It's just a counterweight that fell mm-hmm, off of mm-hmm. a chandelier. Got so kind of cool. Yeah. Number two, the prima donna opera performer started croaking like a toad mid-performance. Uh, fiction. Correct. Answer, fiction. Whoa, whoa, From what whoa. I've gathered, this never happened, but I had to include it because it reminded me of the story from the St. James, which is the theater that we just covered because of the woman who lost her voice mid rock. opera. Oh yeah. Yeah. Isn't that such like a fun little uh-huh. connection? Like, cause first of all, she was in a rock opera. Then of the opera is a rock opera and she lost her voice halfway through it. Yeah. And this is kind of like, kind of cool. Okay. So number three, during the early days at the opera house, one of the stage hands was hung by a rope and murdered by an unknown person or phantom and the case remains unsolved today. Um, I say f- fact. Wrong. Damn, the answer fiction? is fiction. To my understanding, there was no one mysteriously hanged and murdered by an unseen force, and there was no hand at the level of your eye. Oh, nonsense. unseen. Oh, 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 I missed that. Oh, okay. Blame it. I thought it, it was on, either um... unseen or like someone. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, anyway, um, so, you know, because you know in the musical how they always say, like, keep your hand at the level of your eye? Because if he mm-hmm. throws a noose around you, you can, like, you won't get, like, it won't choke you. That's so freaky. It's freaky, but I fucking love that part of the musical, bitch. When they're all like, at the level, and they're like, like Ugh, I'm not going to sing it, but you get it. It's just good. Number four, the character of Christine Daae is based off of a real life opera powerhouse. Phantom. Ah, oh, chef's kiss. Wonderful point. The character of Christine is thought to be based off of real-life Swedish operatic soprano Christina Nilsson. The character of Christine Daae is Swedish-born and both mm. trained in Paris. I also I thought it was an interesting. Also, I thought it was interesting that the real-life Christina was considered a rival to the Victorian era's most famous opera diva Adelina Patti. So that also gave me strong Christine versus Carlotta vibes. Yeah. So there's like a lot, there's a lot in there like with regards to like Christine Daae and Christina Nilsson. There's a lot of um, parallels. She's like loosely based on her. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, fact, fiction, or phantom. There is an actual lake underneath the Palais Garnier, much like the lake and labyrinth in the phantom story. Ooh, I just like want it to be true. So I know, right? Bitch, you're killing it. Ah. It's a fact. There's actually wow, a lake really underneath the pallet. You really are. When ground was broken for the opera house in 1861, water continuously bubbled up from the ground the workers and engineers were trying to clear. After repeated failed attempts to pump the site dry, the workers ended up building a huge stone water tank to house the displaced water. And now the hmm. tank is used to train local firefighters for underwater rescue missions. Wow. And there's also pictures online and they're really spooky and they look just like the Phantom of the Opera. So everyone needs to Google lake underneath palier garnier like it's really cool and it looks just like the phantom of the opera that's cool so instead of like working against the water and the elements they decided to just like keep all the water let the water pool up and just keep keep like this huge it says tank of water but it's i mean it's just like this i mean it's massive it's not just like a bathtub full of water it's like a whole thing like look at google it okay oh yeah oh whoa it's like rooms Doesn't it look- even with like yeah it looks like catacombs but just yes, like with water. and it looks like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it, do- it does look like the Phantom. Well, clearly he was, if it's not all 
true, he was at least like heavily influenced by all of this. Right. But that's what the fun is. It's like, we all know he got like a lot of inspiration from it, but it could also, I'm I'm just saying he said it was all real while he was dying. But it sound, kind of sounds all real. I mean, I don't see anything that's I like know. that crazy that could be false. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. that crazy to me that it's all real. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Right? But that's but that's what's fun. But no, but like also like. But it's very cool. It's cool. It's cool. And it's like fun because I didn't know that any of it. Like I never knew that so much of it was based on like real things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also like to think of like what else could be real that people haven't been able to prove or people like whatever is also just like fun. you mean in phantom yeah like what like yeah yeah. like 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 just certain like relationship things. elements like like if eric did live in there and if he did have a love interest that like did perform and like was it and like you know what i mean like yeah, and like totally. ah, it's no it's good. very it's cool good. and and he sounds like a cool guy kind of i mean i have no idea but eric or the guy no. who wrote the phantom of the opera the guy who wrote it i know he sounds like fun he sounds like a good uh good uh well, and Andrew Lloyd yeah. Webber, he picked A-L-W. up that little book and he just wrote a whole little musical. Yeah, I don't, his mind. His mind. <laughs> his mind, the mind of a master. Well, I read that he, they watched him and like, I don't know, whoever else was helping him with this musical, um, watched the movies of the Phantom of the Opera. Um, like there's old movies. Oh, and yeah, yeah. it decided that like he didn't want to write the script because he was like, um, he thought it was like it wouldn't transfer to stage. Uh-huh. And so then and then he read the book after uh, and realized like it would work. And that's really cool. So. That's really cool. And that kind of makes sense, too, when you think about how the musical starts, because the musical starts with like it's very like I'm really bad. I don't like write, So I don't know the terminology for it. But it's ve- like the way they set up the story is like similar to how Gaston Leroux like sets up the story in the book where he's like we have all this stuff like before you get into the actual story in the book he's like there's like all these mysteries that happened and there's all these rumors and here's what I found in my research and then he gets into the story like really kind of seamlessly it reminds me of how in the musical it's very like dark and mysterious like everything's kind of dead but you have like Raul in a wheelchair or like someone who like looks like Raul in a wheelchair who's like older and they're like auctioning everything off and then they're like auctioning off the chandelier that fell and they're like yeah yeah. "Yeah, this is like a rumor to be true like like who knows that the chandelier was like because he says like um yeah they set it up as like it this could have happened or not yes like yeah. and that's what i love and like you can see the sort of like the inspiration alw took from the book because totally. it kind of sets it up the same way then all of a sudden it all just comes to life and like gets into it mm-hmm. god it's a good show. when i saw it on so um i saw it on broad on broadway in new york and mm-hmm. there was like a mistake they so they Oof. the scene where they went into the where the phantom and christine like go into the into the lake underground and they're like mm-hmm. on the boat there's all the lights and stuff you know and like mm-hmm. sheets are covering all his stuff and mm-hmm. like mirror there was a mirror oh, um, yeah. with a sheet on it and he like during a song is supposed to like rip it off um rip the sheet off of the mirror and he the actor like tugged the sheet and it wouldn't come off and it was like clearly a mistake like or clearly just like something it was was wrong and he like kept trying and then eventually like he kept saying you know it wasn't like that big of a deal but it was definitely like he had to fix it and then he kind of just like moved the the sheet like around himself but like it clearly like wasn't supposed to be that way that shit is so wild it's also like so crazy that's like what i love about theater it's like they do that shit eight times a week and how that can happen is like just crazy. You know what I mean? Well, and what's crazy is like there's probably so many times where you see a show. I mean, think about the shows you've been in where you where something has gone wrong and Girl. you fix it. And like so think about like all the like fix well, it on the spot, you know. So think about yeah. like all the shows you've seen where something went wrong but you didn't even notice because you don't it's know. It's true. That, it's true. Yeah. I remember when I was in rent when I was in rent and like my heels got caught on my skirt. And they got caught under the skirt and I like couldn't stand up for a second. So I grabbed Matt's arm and like literally like this is like during a number. Like I had places to be. I had to cross the stage yeah. and my heels were stuck under my skirt. And so I just kind of and I was like and when you're in that position, you're like can topple over very anyway. I just kind of grabbed him, like lifted myself up like on I just climbed him because I had no other choice because I couldn't get myself out of the, the heels out of my yeah. skirt. Crazy. Um, I know there's or, or like I feel like I've like made up whole like scenes where when someone like didn't come on or something like not oh, whole scenes absolutely. but like you know like absolutely anyway. those are such fun stories though I love I love stories like that because they're horrifying in the moment yeah 
But they just make yeah. for really, they age like fine Parisian wine, baby. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. That was the game. You kind of killed it. I think you got Fun. all of them but one. So well done. Yeah. Four out of five, correct? That's an 80%. Um, 4.5 because the other one was Phantom. Okie dokie. Remember? Yeah, I keep in, I, you must have your pen and paper. You must be keeping a close close count. Um, but I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you all learned something about Phantom of the Opera. I, for one, am very ready to watch the 25th anniversary again because I... You should do that. I love it. I know, I want to. Blake actually also like has a lot of interest in watching it, which is sweet, so I really want to get him to watch it. I just like ball like a baby during it, so like anyone who watches that with me really has to kind of buckle up for that because it's an emotional one for me. Do you like the movie? The no. new movie, musical? No. Not no. new, but you know. Yeah. No, I don't like it. Uh, I think I used to like it maybe for like a year before I ever like, I think because it was like my first exposure to the musical. It was the first time I'd ever oh. seen anything about it. But I hate it. I hate it a oh. lot. I hate it a lot. I don't hate it. I have to rewatch it though, like as like an adult. I like it. Because like, but it's like Gerard Butler can't sing at all. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty and I think it's cool. And I think he's like sexy as the Phantom and he's a good sexy Phantom, he's a but he's like weird choice. So Yeah. A very weird choice. Very, very weird choice. choice. Gerard fucking, Butler. What's his name? Like what? What's his name? Speaking of the conjuring, um, Patrick, Patrick, um, he's in the conjuring. We were just talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. He was Ed Warren, Patrick Wilson, him as Raul. You know, Patrick Wilson. Mm. Well, now I do. I think he's just so good. a beautiful man and he's so good. And he's and so I, much, he's like really cute in that movie. Yeah, he is cute. And I also love um, Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Yeah. And she, was she in that Chicago show you like? Yeah. Shameless. Shameless. Oh, I like love her. It. Yeah. She's good. Good. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode on the St. James and the Phantom of the Opera. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is our second, this is on deck. Next episode, it will be our season finale, and we'll be taking a short break. We don't know how long that break will be, but hopefully not very long. Um, but we'll be taking sort of a holiday New Year break. Uh, so thank you all so much for like keeping up with us this season. We'll talk more about that next episode, of course. But thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, um, and we hope you all are having a wonderful holiday. Also, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and feel free to check out other CTC podcasts as well. And if you would like to further support our podcast, please rate us and leave a review on whichever listening platform you use. Also, also tell your like share an episode with your friends and family that helps a lot just sort of spreading the word on the podcast. Uh, and we finally have a merch shop set up. And should you find yourself wanting any ghost light clothing, totes, stickers or pins, check out our Instagram bio for the link to our shop. Finally, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ghostlightctc. And should you have any spooky stories you would like to share, theater-related or not, feel free to send them our way to ghostlightctc at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And don't forget to to leave leave the the light light on. on.